Welcome to Centerpoint Church, where we're all about loving and leading people to a life-changing connection with Christ. We're so excited that you decided to join us today, and we believe that no matter where you're listening from, this message will enhance your connection with Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, Centerpoint. How are you? For those of you who don't know me, my name, again, is Benny Yu. Uh, we... Uh, my wife is actually here today, Janice, if you'd raise your hand. And also um, our friends Rodolfo and Andrea Peregrina, they're here. We pastor a church together uh, named Vereda in Mexico City. So if you can g- give them a warm welcome as well. Um, just want to let you know we, uh, we've been walking around uh, the campus here and we're just completely moved by God. Um, God is doing such an amazing work here. I just want you to know that God is on the move. And I I just want to honor Pastor John and Anne for their leadership. We we need to give them an applause. I mean, all glory to God. But thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Uh, And thank you to you guys. Um, We are friends of this house. You guys support us every single month. Uh, So, you know, Give yourself an applause for being generous and good. <laughs> oh, so good to be with you guys. Um, I, I love the series that we are on called Faith Moves. Faith Moves, amen? Uh, how many of you guys are loving the series? Yes, amen. I, I love this series because uh, the title of the series is, is a perfect description for me of what faith is and what faith does in the hearts and lives of God's people. Amen? And last week, Pastor Ann, she shared with us a prophetic proclamation. Do you guys remember that prophetic proclamation? It says, I embrace God's testing and trust him for the blessing. Right? I embrace God's testing and trust him for the blessing. And I know that's a hard prophetic proclamation to make because when we say, I embrace God's testing, how many of you know that's a hard word, right? Because we're like, testing, Mm mm-mm. I thought I finished that when I got out of school. No more testing. No more testing, right? I want to add on a little bit to that by asking you this question. What happens within us when we go through the testing. So I'd like to use an example here. So imagine this is you, right? You're, if you can't see it, I'll, I'll, I think the cameras are going to zoom in. You are this little transformer. You're a little Optimus Prime. And you're moving throughout life, and you're going, do-do-do-do-do, minding your own business, your own business, and then all of a sudden something comes up Along your path. And what is that usually, what does that look like to you? A mountain. A mountain. So how do we normally pray when we come across this mountain? Move the mountain. God, move this mountain. I need to get to where I need to be going. And God, I need you to move this mountain. That's a good prayer. We can pray, God, move the mountain, or God, show me a way around the mountain. 
Maybe I need to dig a tunnel and get under the mountain. Find a way around the mountain. But how many of you know the intention of God? What he wants to do within us. See, in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great what? Joy. Why? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to what? Grow. So let it grow. So let it grow. Not let it go. Let it grow. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So you can pray, God, move this mountain. I need you to move this mountain. Or you can say, God... Make me bigger. Make me bigger. So that this mountain is no longer a mountain, but just a hill. How do you guys know he wants you to grow so that when you face a mountain, you just step over the mountain? See, that's what James 1 is talking about. That's what it means to embrace the testing. And, it, and without a doubt, you're going to come across another one of these suckers right here. Whoa. Spun around. He did a backspin. How many of you guys know what that is? <laughs> you're going to come across another mountain. You can pray, God, move the mountain. Or you can pray, make me grow. Make me grow. So that I become a spiritual giant. Amen? How many of you know that the intention of God is to leave you like this? To leave you tiny like this? He wants you to grow. He wants you to become a spiritual giant. A spiritual giant Optimus Prime. If I could get... A life-size Optimus Prime in here, you know, the size of a semi-truck. That's what God wants to do within each and every one of us. And I sense that's what the move of God is in this place as we're doing this series, Faith Moves. Because, you know, the miracle that God does in you is greater than the miracle he can do for you. The miracle he does in you to make you bigger, to make you more mature, to make you stronger in Christ is greater than the miracle he can do for you. We spend our whole lives saying, God, move this mountain, move this circumstance, move this problem, move this challenge that's in front of my life. And I'll just stay a little tiny Christian. No, no, no. That's never his intent. His intent is to grow us. And that every circumstance is an opportunity for God to do his amazing miracle of transformation within our lives. To build that character, to build that faith, to build that trust. So our faith moves and grows within us so that we can become spiritual giants. Amen? Ooh, this is so good. Someone's getting there. Come on now. Come on now. 
Let it grow. Let it grow. See, when God does this, when we see this miracle happen within our lives, we see God's glory in us. We see God's glory in us. And you know what his glory looks like? Some of us think, oh, God's glory is God's power. Yes, it is. It's the way that he's going to move things and grow things within me. Yes. But you know what also is a definition of God's glory? If we look in Exodus 33, when Moses is on the mountain asking to see God's glory, Moses says, then show me your glorious presence. He's speaking to God. Show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my what? Say it one more time. All my what? All my goodness pass before you. His glory is his goodness. His glory is his goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy, his forgiveness within our lives. To do that transforming work to grow within us. Yeah, we like this. We like to equate it to like showing the power to move things. Yes, he can do that. But what he wants more than anything is for you to grow. Amen? Amen. All right. And as this happens, as this work happens within us, we have this confidence that begins to grow. This confidence that begins to grow within us to be able to see with faith's eyes and faith's vision. Because, yes, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Amen. But faith also gives us this radical vision to believe, to boldly believe in the breakthrough. To boldly believe in the breakthrough. What do I mean by that? We'll look into Hebrews 11. And we read through Hebrews 11, 22 to 29. And the word of the Lord says this. It was... By faith, Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God gave them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. What is this common thread that we see within Joseph, within Moses' parents, within Moses' And the Israelites, what is this common thread that we see throughout this passage? 
I see it like this. See, Joseph, Joseph, he foresaw that his people would leave Egypt. He foresaw that, G, that the people were not going to stay in Egypt. He foresaw that they were going to be leaving. Moses' parents saw that they had an unusual child. Moses, he looked ahead, the word says. He looked ahead for his great reward. The word says that he kept his eyes on the invisible. Moses commanded the Israelites to observe the Passover. And the Israelites watched the Red Sea open up, and they walked on dry ground. Amen? So, even though we walk by faith, not by sight, there's a, there is a there's a faith eyesight that we have been given. This radical vision, this radical, not of this earth, eyesight to be able to see things in a way that only God can give us eyesight for. That's how faith moves. And when that faith moves in that way, we can boldly believe, boldly believe in the breakthrough. Amen? Boldly believe in the breakthrough. Now, why do I say boldly believe in the breakthrough and not for the breakthrough? Boldly believe in the breakthrough, not for the breakthrough. Because in the breakthrough is different from for the breakthrough. Many times we think, oh, I'm praying for this to happen in my life. I'm praying for this breakthrough. I'm praying for this miracle. And it, we're thinking that, oh, it might happen, it might not happen. But when you believe in something, you know it's certain. There you have the confidence that there's no way that that is not going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. And we need to change our mindsets because that's what faith does when it moves within us to believe in things and not for things. But start believing in the breakthrough, not just for the breakthrough. Despite the circumstance, despite the situation, despite the mountain that's in front of you, you know for sure God is going to bring that breakthrough in your life. You know, last time I was here, I was sharing with you guys this vision I had that one day in Mexico... There would not be any more children begging on the streets. People said I was crazy. People said, oh, that's just how Mexico is. Well, I, this is my response to them. Well, is there begging in heaven? Is there begging in heaven? No begging in heaven. And what are we called to do as a church? We're called to bring heaven here to earth. That heaven's reality would be made real here, right now. Amen. That's what we're doing, church. That's what we're doing. So I just want to share an update with you. The law reform that we were working on, it passed the Mexican Senate on November 9th of last year. Believe in your breakthrough. Boldly believe. Boldly believe in your breakthrough, not just for your breakthrough. 
When we read in verse 22 in Hebrews 11, it says, It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently to the, that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. How many of you guys know Joseph was gangster? He was gangster. I mean, think about this. You're on your deathbed. Imagine Joseph. He's on his deathbed. And he's like, we're not staying here. We're not staying here. How many guys know the generations that passed between Joseph's death and when they actually left? That's a prophetic proclamation. He said, my bones aren't going to stay here. My bones are going to the promised land. He was so confident. He was so confident in the breakthrough, not just for the breakthrough. Boy, I say he was gangster. Because let's think about this. Egypt, in a certain way, represents comfort. Because when they were in the desert, what were the Israelites saying? What? Why, why, why are we here? Why are we here, Moses? Why? We had it so good when we were in Egypt. Even though we were slaves, we, we had food and we had shelter. But now you brought us all the way out here into the desert. Take us back. That's why I like to call Goldilocks Christianity. Don't get too uncomfortable because some of us, we like to be comfortable. How many of you guys have those like sweatpants at home? I have a pair of sweatpants at home. When I go home, I like to change into those sweatpants. And you put those sweatpants on and they, oh, they're so soft and comfortable. You know, you, you, your, your problems start disappearing, right? You, they start disappearing, you just you get on that couch and you just kind of like lay out and you're like, oh, my day's done. And you begin to forget and you feel, oh, so comfortable. So comfortable. The problem is, is that a lot of us think that blessings, when we are blessed by God, we equate blessing with comfort. We equate that we, we, if my life is comfortable, if I have the 401k, I have so much money in my bank account, I have everything going good with my life, we th- and we're comfortable. We th- oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. <laughs> How do you guys know God might have you going through a desert? And that's part of the promise he has for you. How do you guys know that you might be facing a mountain, but you're on your pathway to receive the promises that he has intended for you? No, but I I want my sweatpants. I want to be comfortable, Benny. Don't tell me that. I'm not trying to be uncomfortable. We'll see it throughout the Bible. There were a lot of uncomfortable people. A lot of uncomfortable people. All of Hebrews 11 were people that were put in uncomfortable situations. 
Faith grew. Faith moved. My challenge for you is not to have a Goldilocks type of Christianity where everything is just right and you're comfortable. You might have to be in an uncomfortable place. It might be a hard place, but it's a good place. It's such a good place. Why? Because we see the goodness and faithfulness of God over and over and over and over again. Because he's doing his miraculous work within us. Faith moves. Faith moves, people. Faith moves in such a way that we move from the deception of comfort, the deception of what we might think is a blessing, to achieve and to grab onto the promises of God within our lives. Boldly believe. Boldly believe in the breakthrough. When we read in verse 23, the word says it was by faith Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey God's, the king's command. They knew that they had an unusual child. When I, when I, got, when I read that verse, I was like, whoa, what do you mean by unusual? How many parents do we have in the house? Yeah. How many of you guys looked at your kids and said, you are unusual? <laughs> you ever like, did you fall down and hit your head somewhere? Was I not paying attention? What, how, what is wrong with you? Why did you stick that up your nose? <laughs> you know, you are unusual. It's not that type of unusual, okay? It's not that, type of, uh, not that type of unusual. It means actually beautiful, proper, but also means not ordinary. Not ordinary. How many of you guys have thought to yourself, well, you know, I'm not that ordinary. You might feel like you're the black sheep or a little bit different. You feel like a misfit. You're... You're not, you don't always fit in with the crowd. If that's you, I, I relate to you. Because, you know, even though, you know, we've been living in Mexico for 16 years and I became a Mexican citizen, I, uh, I don't know if your eyes see just that fact doesn't change this that's happening right here, right? Doesn't make my, my physical features more Mexican. I like to play with people. I like, I like to go to, uh, you know, those, you know, drive through taco places, you know. You know, I like to, and then, uh, you know, I pull up, you know, and I'm like, oh, you like to order? You know, and I'm like, si, sí, compa. I'll be like, yeah, si, sí, compa, dame un, dos burritos de carne asada, unos taquitos. Right? I'll be some, I'll, I'll say, un agua de horchata, por favor. And I would drive up. To the window. You know, they come out and they'd be like, they would look at me and they'd be like, see if I had cut in in front of somebody else, you know? No, it's, it's me, bro. It's me. Orale, bro. Orale. You know? See, I'm, 
I'm what you would call third culture, you know, kind of the in-between. And I know many of us in this room, you kind of feel like that. You're, sometimes you don't always fit in. But you know what? That's not something to, like, put down. It's a gift from God. It is a gift from God. I want to say, don't let it go. Let it grow. Don't let it go. Let it grow. Hold on to that. And make it work. Work. We see Moses, they saw that he was an unusual child, and he made this transformation within his life. The, the word of the Lord says it was by faith Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. Because he knew who he belonged to. He knew he belonged to God. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sweatpants. <laughs> Not to say that sweatpants are sinful. You can go home and wear your sweatpants. <laughs> yeah! He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who's invisible. There are people here. You're here and you're looking at your circumstances and you're like, I need to keep going. I need to keep going. This word is for you. You need to keep going. You need to keep growing. You need to keep growing. You need to keep going. It's a great reward. Fix your eyes. Have your eyes open, your spiritual eyes open. He kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith Moses commanded his people of Israel to keep the Passover and sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. See, the key here all began when Moses understood his identity. He understood that he was not the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's where it starts. Brothers and sisters, that's where it starts. He was firm in his identity. His identity in God. And some of you today, you're, you're, you're this little Optimus Prime and you're looking at your mountain and you're saying, God, move this mountain. God is calling out to you right now. He's saying, my child don't forget who you are you are my chosen one you are my daughter you are my son that is one of the greatest truths that you will ever hold on to that is the greatest truth you will hold on to 
So when you know that you know that you know you are God's child, that's your identity. Doesn't matter what's in front of you. You can keep going on. You know what helps cultivate identity? It's intimacy with God. You cultivate your identity in Christ as you are more intimate with him. You spend time with him. You see the things that he sees. You work in the ways that he works. You become one with him. Now, how many of you, like, as parents, you're like, you see yourself doing the same thing that your parents used to do? You're like, what? I, I, I swore to myself I would never say such things or do such things. <laughs> you know what? It's because you spent your whole life under your parents. You begin to... Do the things that they do. God is inviting us to this intimate relationship with him. He's inviting you. You know, just yesterday, my daughter calls us because um, we were supposed to have lunch with her, and she calls me, and she's like, she starts crying, and she says, Dad, can you please come? The street in front of my house where my car was parked was flooded. It was flooded up to overpass the dashboard. And she was uh, crying. She said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so she called me. And some of you might be in that situation, right? where your car is flooded and you don't know what to do. It's time to pick up the phone and call your father. Call your father. Call him. Get close with him. Cultivate that intimacy with him. See, my daughter, she chose the right thing. She could have tried to figure it out on her own. But she knew deep down there was no way for her to be able to fix it. Now, I'm no mechanic. <laughs> but I know that as we do this work of letting go, saying, you know what, Egypt that's behind me, I will continue to move forward and grab onto what God has for me. To boldly believe in the promises that he has for me. To keep moving forward, to keep my eyes on the invisible. To keep my spiritual eyes open to perceive things that only can be given through faith's eyes. See, clear identity gives you clearer vision. Do you know that as you draw closer and closer to Jesus, Jesus comes closer and closer, your eyes become clearer and clearer. Your vision becomes clearer and clearer. 
Since the Lord is challenging us. The Lord is challenging us. This house is going to be a house full of spiritual giants. But it's time to let go of our sweatpants. (laughs) Time to let go of the comfort. And yes, you might be walking through a desert. Yes, you might be facing a mountain. But remember, the miracle he does in you is greater than the miracle he can do for you. He wants to do that miracle. He wants to see you grow. He wants to see you become a champion for his kingdom. You know what? There's no way we do this alone. We can only do this together. We we need each other. We need each other. I just want to invite you guys right now. If you guys can uh, stand up, we'll stand up and respond to the Lord. And if the Lord is moving in a way for you to say, you know, God, I want that miracle in me. I want that miracle within me. Just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you right now. Just boldly believe that right now. So, Lord, we proclaim right now in the name of Jesus, and we declare your miraculous work over in each, every person. Right now, Holy Spirit, come and bring your transformational work. Lord, move in power. Move in your goodness. Move in your truth. Lord, for us, so that every person would know. Lord, we are your children. Lord, I pray right now that faith would move in each person right now. To boldly believe. To begin to move forward. To move forward. To keep moving. To keep moving. To keep moving. To keep moving even though they're through the desert. To keep moving even though there's a mountain before them. To keep moving. Because you have promised so much. So we move towards the promise, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we declare that victory in us, that miracle in us, the power and goodness within each and every one of us through your Holy Spirit. Lord, receive the glory. Receive the honor through our lives. Be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise off.